This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Launching <laughs> Podcast number 1196. Wow. November 21st, 2023, 67 degrees, way back in 1990. And it was 11 below way back John Gordon. in 1880. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. As Bill, as Bill Deal used to say, I would like to clean off my spindle. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Mark Excuse writes, I was just catching me? up on podcasts, cleaning, uh, listening to the 1113 podcast. I was pleased to hear you read A Ray of Hope from Priscilla in Seattle, who said there was a movement, albeit a small one, to replace this failed progressive city council with GL leaners. My wife and I are planning to move to Washington, not Seattle, in the near future, and people have asked me why I would move somewhere that's so far off the rails left. I've told them that I think that's because Washington is further along in the failed socialist experiment, and they are just that much closer to the inevitable turnaround and correction than Minnesota is. Unfortunately, Minnesota's West Coast European wannabe infatuation is going to continue for quite a while before its inevitable correction as well. In any case, whether the citizens of Seattle are actually making a lasting change, this is indeed a personal ray of hope. Thanks and good luck. Now, he's not the first one. I heard randomly the other day a guy told me, well, this will last until there's a turnaround. That's a ray of hope to think that there'll be a turnaround. I don't see it coming in Minnesota. Nope. I hope it happens, and I'll I'll be glad to accept it, but I certainly don't see it on on what we call the horizon. Right. You ain't seen it. I got another. Let me hit the ones. uh, Oh, a cylinder index ruling request. Joe, I have a ruling request in regards to my cylinder index. I am close to obtaining my private pilot's license and am planning on being part owner of a a single-engine aircraft, specifically a Cessna 182 containing six cylinders. Are the cylinders divided among the other owners, or do all six cylinders apply to each part owner? It's a good question. Uh, If you've got six, how many people are planning on buying it? Does he say? Well, I thought we always just, you just include those six. It's not like as if six multiplied by three people. You just claim that you've got those six cylinders. Well, if six members were going to buy the plane, I would assign them each two cylinders. But he doesn't tell me how many partners are going to buy it. So I would say when you're flying it, those are your entire six cylinders. That's my ruling. 
Okay. That I doesn't like, work. That no, doesn't work at you all. You don't own it. What are you, a commie? <laughs> that that well, doesn't even have, come close to being GL. Just want to know, clarify. Yeah, I, I'm going to need an answer here. Why don't you take this plane and shove it? You're right. <laughs> well, see, now that's an answer. Do you know why six was afraid of seven? Oh, because yes. oh, eight, eight, seven, eight, something, nine. nine. Yes. <laughs> I was just trying to help. I think my joke was funnier You're yesterday. Fired. Oh, dang it! <laughs> You're right fired. before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't give a damn what he does about the plane. How do you like that? <laughs> also, wow. a good answer. Chris. Dear sir, Chris. we don't care. Dear emailer, who no. gives a damn? No. His, name's, his name is Chris. This ain't my problem. They don't, Chris, I've tried to give you a ruling, but I'm shot down by my own people. <laughs> Email me back, Chris, and tell me how tell me how many partners are going to own the plane. That might be a better way to do the ruling. Oh boy! Thank you. <laughs> Another defense of Kenny with the use of the word "crick." Uh, MJ Dempsey writes, "I'm not so sure it's a rural versus urban thing." My grandfather, who spent his whole life in heavily urban southern New Jersey, said "crick." He also loved his Buick Riggle. Riggle. <laughs> I have to laugh. He loved his Riggle. And Carol, uh, I think she was she at the town council meeting. Uh, where did I get that idea? Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. She said she had, she had a great time. Uh, I was listening to yesterday's podcast and heard you talking about cranberries. Every fall, I make cranberry orange relish. And yes, it takes a lot of sugar. But this year, I decided to replace the sugar with Harmony Spirits bourbon <gasps> maple syrup and add chopped walnuts. It Winter. is delicious. It is a new tradition. Happy Thanksgiving, Carol Joy. Did she include the recipe? Doesn't that sound good? That sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah, almost done wrapping Carol, up the Carol, send spindle. me the recipe, please. Mm -hmm. Emily Kosky, the councilwoman in Minneapolis who we thought... Uh, sounded like a gal who might have voted to uh, uh, support police more strongly than she is. Well, we should have known this, and I think it's come up before, but Tim Buck, too, alerts me. She is from a political family. Her father was Al Hofstede. He served two consecutive terms as mayor in the 70s. Her aunt was Diane Hofstede, a city council member from 05 to 2013. Al Hofstede was Minneapolis's first Catholic mayor, as well as its youngest at the time of his election. He had previously served four years on the council. Al Hofstede was defeated in his re-election bid by Charlie Stenvig, who ran as an independent as a law and order candidate. At the time, he was compared to other law and order mayors like Philadelphia's Frank Rizzo and Sam Yorty of Los Angeles. Stenvig had previously been a member of the Minneapolis Police Department. Stenvig served a total of three terms, and he was the last Minneapolis mayor not from the DFL party. Hmm. Stenvig and Hofstede ran against each other three times. In 1973, Hofstede defeated Stenvig. In 1975, Stenvig defeated Hofstede. In 1977, Hofstede once again defeated Stenvig. After leaving politics, Stenvig returned to the Minneapolis Police Department. In 1981, Stenvig and members of his family appeared on an episode of The Family Feud where they lost 422 to nothing. Wow. 
Those were the good old days of Minneapolis politics. Thank you, Tim. How do you not get anything on Family Feud? <laughs> Impossible. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Steve. I'm gonna say uh, Steve. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I love that show. Right. I watch it every day. And I have say, a proposal from John Kenny to fix light rail. We're all ears. Joe, would you please read my attached proposal to address the very various problems with our light rail system? I sent this as a letter to the editor to the Pioneer Press and Star Trib. I hope you find it both humorous and valid. Best regards, John Kenny. Uh, to my knowledge, neither paper has printed this. A modest proposal. I'm a longtime resident of St. Paul. I am retired and take several courses at the U of M. I take the Green Line light rail from downtown St. Paul to the West Bank of the University. I ride the light rail four to five times a week. Light rail is messed up. It is fraught with crime and occasional violence and overt hostility. It is a bleep show, and there are thousands of light rail riders who agree with me. People have suggested greater police presence and or implementing turnstiles that would require riders to pay before entering the platform. These solutions are expensive, and I'm not convinced that they would truly correct the problem. I have a proposal. The Green Line operates three cars that each hold about 60 people, perhaps 100 if standing. My proposal would be to designate... He's giving me a deep thought idea here. My proposal would be to designate these cars into two categories. Under my proposal, one of the cars would be designated for thugs. The car would have large, bold signage indicating thugs car. The two other cars would be permanently permanently labeled non-thugs. Okay. The thugs car would be very accommodating to criminals and drug users. The thugs car would offer smoking, designated, designated section at the back of the car for crack smoking, stolen target and club shopping carts permissible, no sanctions for public intoxication, no sanctions for disorderly conduct, fighting, or screaming incoherently, no sanctions for harassing women, vomit bags mounted in prominent locations, insanely loud music for multiple sources encouraged, and no charge to ride in the thug's car. The thugs don't pay today. You get a special section for the pervs? The thug's car, they'd be in the thugs. Okay. The thug's car would not receive visits from police or security personnel, and the car would only be clean once a month. The non-thugs mm. cars would operate normally. These cars would simply operate under the existing rules of Metro Transit. John Kenny, uh, and he notes this is sarcastic and unrealistic. I think it's great, but here's how I would change it. What were you thinking? Pay, don't pay cars. If you pay, no non-payer can get in that car. That, thus, sir, might thus, just work. Thus creating, in essence, a thug's car. Right. Isn't that kind of how light rail works? But it doesn't work that way now. You pay, and you're likely to sit next to trouble. True. So now, how about you pay, and the minute you're in the car, the door locks, and then the next guy flat, uh, uh, scans okay. a ticket, he's in, the thug comes along, can't get in. he got to go to the thug car. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Huh? The door the door's open until it's full or it's well, time to depart. That. But you, you need uh, fences and turnstiles. You yeah, change that. There's gonna right. be some cost. You get cars for the people right. who pay. Yeah. And the rest, as long as this thing is just an entitlement system anyway, 
give free free rides in the last two cars of the train. That's if you don't pay, that's where you have to sit. Not bad. The problem with John's um, idea is that the thugs need somebody to prey on. That's and they're too not, bad. Uh, no, I'm not talking about your idea. Oh. I'm talking about John's idea. The thugs need somebody to, you know, rob. They can prey on each other. It's probably not going to work because they're going to encounter resistance. They need wallflowers and sallies and unicorn people and... <laughs> And they'll only find that in the paying car. So I, I think your idea is a little better. My idea is there's a paying, there's a paying, yeah. paying three cars. Uh, how many? Uh, how many cars on a train? Five. What? Yeah, I, I don't know, different? but he, I think to make it even better and cheaper, make the thug car in your proposal a flatbed, open air flatbed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, but you know what was the, the problem with my car is in the in the failed academy they would say that's a car occupied by colonizers. Oh, that's a good point. You know, yeah, imperialists. You know, I wealthy think capitalists. You really shortchanged the previous emailer, by the way. I don't believe I did. Well, they mentioned that they didn't win anything on Family Feud, but she included a link on their appearance. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Koski email. Right. You didn't cite the link that she included on their appearance That's in the family. That's a he. He. Thank you. I did not. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't cite the <laughs> link. I want to answer, Anthony. If it's there again, your family wins the game, but this time you got two strikes. If it's not there, the Flowers family can steal and they win the game. Okay. Anthony, I must say... give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. I'm going to say Jose. I'm going to say Jose. Uh, Jose. <laughs> I love that clip so much, I refuse to believe that it could possibly be fake. Jose. But One of the great the emphatic things. slam of the buzzer. Like, I freaking got this. And then Steve's reaction, of course, which is well, why he's getting paid what he's getting paid. He's, he's, just, the, the he's just, yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> And he says so much without saying anything. Just the looks. May I tell you, just in time for Thanksgiving, Christmas, great sales at EcoFun. We're having the buy one, get one 50% off mix and match Christmas sale mm -hmm. on the following. Mm -hmm. All electric bikes. Bintelli, Scootstar, and Yamaha. All Tau Motor Youth ATVs with the wireless kill switch. All Bintelli scooters in stock and all SYX Youth dirt bikes in stock. Great time to buy gifts. An e-bike for, e for your wife or yourself. ATVs for the kids or grandkids. All Vespa scooters 10% off. I'm thinking I want to upgrade to Vespa. Don't you? Shouldn't you own a Vespa once in your life yes. if you're a scooter guy? Yeah. Uh, prices are not marked on the Vespas. You have to go and say, I'm uh, Garage Logic. And when you do that, you also get winter storage for free. So you just pick it up next spring. ATVs with 50-inch snowplow starting at $59.99. And if you mention GL when you buy any vehicle in stock before Christmas, EcoFun Motorsports will give to you as hmm. a gift okay. a 10-pound double-smoked ham from Grunhofer's. That's going to be hard to beat. That's the best ham you'll ever have. And EcoFun Motorsports is the best recreational outdoor equipment place you'll ever find. In Forest Lake, EcoFun Motorsports is on Highway 97, immediately west 
of 35. And in Burnsville, it's on the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This next song is about Kenny Olsen. If he's here, Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I'm on the uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe website because I realized I've been talking about Rich and his Black Friday sale that's been going on all month, actually. And I don't know. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know if he's even open on Black Friday. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to be honest. I'm not going to try to pull something over. I mean, there's you can get a hold of Rich. You can call him. You can email him. You can walk in 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and ask him. But I don't know. If you're going to get this great Black Friday sale that's been going on all month on Black Friday, what is the sale? Here's the deal. With the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom model, you buy any one of those safes, you get a free light kit, a dehumidifier, a safe power outlet kit, all of it installed. It's a remarkable deal on accessory kits that can get expensive when you get everything you need. And you do need them. It really completes your safe. They've got over 60 safes on display right there in the showroom. And when you buy it, as you know, as we've been saying for years, and uh, people preceding us have said it, uh, it's the best safe made. It's made right here in the United States. They've got a brand new policy at Liberty Safe regarding keeping access codes that basically says, we're going to do whatever you want. So we'll keep it if you want. We'll get rid of it if you want. It's your safe. It's your, it's your deal. Uh, but anyway, get a free light kit, a dehumidifier, a safe power outlet kit, all of it installed. Maple Grove lock and safe with the purchase of a Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom model through the month of uh, November. 
at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web where I'm at right now, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Last night, I came across a, a tweet, of all things, hmm. by Mike Arruzzioni from the 1980 sure. Olympic hockey team. And it said something to the effect, what's America come to? They're, this school won't even allow Spirit Week. And he mentioned uh, Wellesley High School in Massachusetts. Well, I can't take any news, or I will not ever take any news off Twitter. So I got out of my chair... I went to the computer, and I found this, and it's covered in many, many media. I got it from a Boston news channel. I got it from Fox. I got it from... There's a variety of sources for this story. And it's... uh, It's maddening. Uh, Faculty at a Massachusetts high school have canceled USA Day from its Spirit Week activities this year. Because they, they want to avoid politics. In a letter to the school community, in a foghorn community. I will do that. Wellesley High School principal Jamie Chisholm. It's J-A-M-I-E. I don't know if that's male or female or one of the other 64 okay. genders. Wellesley High School Principal Jamie Chisholm explained that school staff canceled the patriotic theme day to avoid a topic that had become political. Meaning the country. USA Day was slated to be held on the last day of the high school's festive week, allowing kids to dress up in their patriotic gear and celebrate America. The theme was replaced by Fitness Friday. All right. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. <laughs> Jumping jacks. Now. <laughs> All those students were still invited to wear their patriotic apparel. Wow. Student Unification Program member Olivia Spagnuolo spoke to local Boston 25 TV about the school's decision, saying it was not open for debate. Of course not. The administration was not going to let this happen. It wasn't a topic for discussion, she said. Spagnuolo's group had been asked with coming, had been tasked with coming up with the daily themes for this year's Spirit Week, which included Throwback Thursday as well as Wild West Wednesday. The week of festivities has always been part of building up school spirit, leading to the school's annual Thanksgiving football game. Spagnuolo explained the administrator's decision, saying they said it was not allowed because it separated people at the school. The student unification program also noted that this is not the first year that the idea for a patriotic spirit day had been vetoed. Chisholm's letter, the principal, provided more detail, stating the high school administration decided not to go forward with that spirit theme because it felt really different than the other themes kids came up with for the week. We felt that the topic has been politicized beyond our school and we want to avoid politics. Which is just she doesn't understand her his or her own irony. We had Mismatch Monday, Tropical Tuesday, Western Wednesday, Team Jersey Thursday, and today was Fitness Friday. Uh, This must be, when was this story dated? Published November 18th. When was that? November 18th? Three days ago. Just recently. 
Uh, Fitness Friday. Monday is monochrome Monday and Tuesday is pajama day. Okay. Spirit Week is intended to be a light and fun way for our students to get excited about our pep rally and Thanksgiving Day football game. He, it's a he, added Jamie. The principal also apologized for the decision creating controversy. We acknowledge that the impact for some people has been just the opposite of our intention and that we have inadvertently politicized this activity. I am definitely sorry for any negative effect this has had on the kids and families. A local parent told reporters that the decision is absurd, adding, I think it's sad and depressing. We're at this state that's celebrating the United States is political. Chisholm did not reply to Fox News Digital's request for comment. Let's see if there's any, I had two stories. Let me see if there's anything different in the uh, News Channel 5, Boston 25 News. Oh, I'm on that one right now, Joe, and that's that's the same thing. Okay. Pretty much the same quotes. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I don't know if this makes it better or worse. Probably worse, but... The way that this story is phrased, that means that they would have canceled the celebration Friday, the day before Veterans Day, correct? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, no it was because last Veterans Friday, Day was a previous week. I know, yeah, but the way that this Friday. story is written, it published on the 18th, meaning it had already happened. Okay. Well, I think that's well, a here's big deal. The, here's, uh, uh, okay, sorry. Maybe it's what, what day is... Uh, I've got a list of days I wonder if the administration would be okay with. You think they'd be okay with Socialist Monday or Terrorist Tuesday, maybe Equity Inclusion well, you Wednesday, know, Kenny, you Hamas know what, Thursday? You know what we're celebrating today, don't you, here in the great state of uh, of Minnesota? It's a National Transgender Day? Good. You know what? They're not celebrating that in Gaza. Sorry. On Transgender Day of Remembrance, we're reminded that the folk forces of hatred and bigotry are, there martyrs or something are on the march in states across this country. But I'm very clear. In Minnesota, that march stops at our borders. Is that How many have we lost? Yes. Good for How many? Are there a lot of, there are a lot of casualties? War have we lost those, a lot of them? I, I believe so. It must be. This uh, decision by this school in Massachusetts it's, is vile. Uh, it should not surprise us that it's coming from the failed academy. Uh, the failed academy is the root of all evil. I'm now more convinced than ever. Uh, these leftists are the least inclusive people on the planet. Yep. They're the most, they're separatists. They don't know how to engage in argument. They don't know how to defend positions. They make decisions, and if you disagree with them, it's because you are not enlightened. These people are vile, and they're despicable. And they have turned the mere fact of living in the United States into a degree of politics as though as though I could, would just as I could just as easily be living somewhere else apparently but no I was born in the United States and I'll die in the United States and I I like I love the United States 
and you foul, despicable fools, leftists, are bent on destroying it in every possible way that you can come up with, and you're you're not going to succeed. Ultimately, I don't think you'll succeed. But the failed academy is a uh, a hellhole of hatred, uh, a hellhole of separatism, a hellhole of of vicious denunciations of freedom. Uh, if I was the parent of a uh, grade school kid in St. Paul or Minneapolis, I'd, I'd work five jobs if I had to to make sure the kid didn't have to go to a public school. And I don't care if I'm indicting all of them. I do know there are GL teachers, but I don't know of any GL administrators. I do know there are GL teachers, and I, I hate to, I hate to wrap you up uh, with that same bow, but you're there, and you've got your work cut out for you to make, to make your virtues heard. What should we do about social studies, um, Joe? We've got people in the history of this count, uh, country that did good things during the Civil War, but then after the Civil War did bad things. Mm -hmm. They tried to eradicate the Native Americans while just a few years before they were intent on ending slavery. What do we do about those historical figures? Do we erase those from our history? Well, they are. Do we teach them? Do we teach uh, the kids that there's two sides to every person and story and a little bit of history? What do we do here? The failed academy has settled on the principle of declining to believe that uh, the history of wrongdoing should be included. They would just soon erase it. They're not equipped to understand it. It goes contrary to their belief in postmodernism that everything should be the same. And so they wipe out the past. Uh, I don't trust Minnesota education. I don't trust the unions. I don't trust the administrators to do the right thing, which would be to either not have social studies courses or to do them correctly. I don't trust that that will be done. I do believe strongly that the failed academy is the, is the end-all and be-all of what troubles this country. Everything that's troubling this country has stemmed from the failed academy. It's been taken hold of by perversion. These are corrupted ideologues. They've distorted the whole idea of what school should mean. Yeah. And any, any, anything you can do to get your kid out of a public school, I know there are good students in public schools. I know there are good teachers in public schools. I know that a kid from a sound home whose parents are paying attention can, can eke out a good education at a public school. I do know that, but it's so far and few between. Uh, it's so not many worth things it. have to fall in place it, it's to not make worth that it. It's not worth it for you to worry about. Get your kids out of there. This is this is pathetic. Just, just the courses offered, never mind the way the courses are taught, are messed up. There should, in my opinion, there should. If we're going to have social studies, we should have an extra 
uh, history class, you should have to take both history and social studies and not combine them into one class. You know, you mentioned the part about that you would work five jobs, but that's the biggest hurdle, Joe. There's too many families right now that just, they, they can't, can't do it. They can't do it. They have to rely on the public education system. Well, inquire about scholarships, too. A lot of schools have money set aside to let uh, well-deserving kids in. That's very true. Right. All you got to do is ask and be proactive. That gets the foghorn. No, it doesn't. I thought proactive. It does. You're right. um, uh, There are rules. It doesn't matter. Well, that's true. You're on a tirade. Say tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow. What uh, do you got for tomorrow? The Center of the American Experiment will be announcing the winner of the 2023 Golden Turkey Award for the Folly of ridiculous government spending in Minnesota. I don't know how they came up with four finalists. The $500 million office building, which is not needed and you had no say in. Uh, the flying squirrel study, $195 million bucks for another train. Uh, $12 million dumped into that dump on Summit Avenue for the governor's mansion. Uh, it's it's endless, but they'll announce the winner tomorrow, which suggests to me you can still vote right now mm-hmm. up until uh, till the uh, votes are counted, and then uh, we'll announce it on the show tomorrow. But you can go to uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey. AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey. The winner will be announced live tomorrow on GL. And uh, also, do yourself a favor and check out their website every day, AmericanExperiment.org. You're going to get the news that the uh, traditional news gatherers don't cover. And speaking of that, uh, I noticed that all the uh, networks had coverage of Biden sparing the two turkeys. Yes. Which is a yearly thing, and it's fun. Okay. They didn't have the Brittany part. They they edited that oh, out. That did did, they? they didn't edit out. They just didn't include it. Right. But I then saw that you got to well. go back in history. I think the reporters probably saved JFK's ass a lot of times too. Think so. From just his dallying, you know. So maybe there's a history of well, there's a history of protecting Democratic presidents. I'm not so sure there's a history of protecting Republican presidents or Trump. Remember I don't when- call Trump a Republican or a Democrat because I don't know what the hell he is. Remember when W would screw up? That was all over everywhere. So it, yeah. it became Saturday Night Live <laughs> yep, and, yep. and everything. But uh, we didn't hear uh, we didn't hear uh, Mr. Biden yesterday uh, suggest that uh, the turkey competition was as tough as getting a ticket to see Brittany on the Renaissance tour. And boy, it, it must be hot down there. Right. Yeah. What's that website again? It's American Experiment Center of the Well American Experiment. <laughs> No, now you're going to wait. make me wait and get you the exam. Oh, I thought you had it in front of you. Well, I, I have everything I in front of me. You got it there. AmericanExperiment.org. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. Kenny, I met your kid. Big redheaded galoot came in there looking for his truck. I can't believe that you have a kid that good looking, that big and strong and handsome. A lot of hair. A lot of above, hair. And a lot of hair above said, the neck. You got a beard as least as horse <laughs> as your old man. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to cut his hair and it's going to be the happiest day of my life. But I am not going to tell him that. Because you got to, when you're in your 20s, you got to be in your 20s.
70s. Yeah, but he can have long hair. He has hair. Part of me is envious, and the other part is like, nah, I don't I don't want to deal with all that. That's Remember, you had the curly locks way back. I had very long hair, yeah. so it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, that's too bad. Neil Young, you had long hair, too. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm alive. Can we get going here? Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. The earth really is not your mother, but you know who sometimes acts like your mother? Minnesota Masonic Charities. They help people. Your mom's always helped people. Well, that's exactly what they do at Minnesota Masonic Charities. They help people, just like your ma. Hey, you know your ma? She helped people, didn't she, do your they, ma? Did yeah, they lay, they uh, the ones. Did they lay the guilt trip on me if I don't show up for Thanksgiving? Yes, they will do that. Minnesota Masonic Charities is going to Tell me I ruined Christmas? Yes, that's what they do. Actually, Minnesota Masonic Charity is one of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year, impacting education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, and also community service. The Minnesota, Minnesota, the Masonic Cancer Center is the hub for cancer research at the University of Minnesota, leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, and cures, and is one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped th- tens of thousands of people. So check it out. The Minnesota Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders in Duluth provides early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders. They've helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children and help them lead fuller lives. Sounds like a really good outfit, right? Learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities at Charities. Dot orga. Okay, we got in a bit of a jam yesterday. Now we, uh, well, we I read an email from a fellow who uh, was telling us the astonishing statistic that uh, 21% of the cars in Minneapolis have been oh. stolen. And uh, I've gotten a, quite a few emails about that. It really stirred up a hornet's nest. And I believe, I be, was the emailer John Janish? I, I, I think I even got an email from him. Uh, your, your discussion about the number of cars per household in Minneapolis drove me to recheck my data. In doing so, naturally, I came across more current number of two cars per household. You were correct. However, I used one car per household because I don't think that many homeowners had both of their cars stolen. So my statement is correct. 22.7% of all households in Minneapolis have had their car stolen. Always present and pushing back, Dan. Dan, I'm sorry to inform you, you are wrong. Whoops. And, and I'm trusting other people to do the math. As you all know, I'm not allowed. 
nor did I yesterday, and I added some caveats yesterday. Yep. I said, I don't know if these numbers are right. But right. You run them. Mansplainer alert from Chris. Please include Dan in the fold when you remind yourself you are not allowed to do math on the show. <laughs> Dan did okay for a while until he got to the final step. To calculate percentage of cars stolen, you need to take the number of cars stolen, 7,000, divided by the total number of cars, 159,069, times 100. Dan did the opposite, 159,000 over 7,000, and forgot all about multiplying by 100. Had he done it right, he would have got 4.4% of all cars are stolen, not that 4.4% is anything to be proud of. Good luck, Chris. This is from Cal Fralick. To find a percentage, you divide the part by the whole. So to figure out the percentage of cars stolen, it would be 7,000 divided by 159,000, or about 4%, pushing back from southwest Florida. All right. James Johnson, Sanibel. There is a serious flaw in all those numbers. <laughs> they are assuming that all cars are owned by Minneapolis residents. That's just not true. More work is needed before the numbers have meaning. I don't know what Sanibel means there. All right, Michael. Math is hard. Simple math, not so much. <laughs> if there are 159,000 households and 7,500 cars stolen, the percentage of households with a car stolen is 7,500 cars divided by 159,000, 4.6%. But thousands have already told you this by now. And households, not number of cars, is a much better touchy-feely stat. And finally, Jay. Mayor, hopefully I'm about the 50th GLer to tell you that 7,000 cars stolen is not 22% of 150,000 cars. It's 4.6%. That's a lot. That's about one car out of every 22 cars in Minneapolis. That's where the GLer with the F math skills got a number of 22, thinking it was a percentage. Life is dangerous, especially when mixed with bad math. Loyal listener Jay from Robbinsdale. So let's go back to the beginning. The original emailer was Dan. Dan, you've been corrected. I'm, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll accept that with good graciousness and understand that 22.7% of all households in Minneapolis have not had a car stolen. It's more like 4.5%. And uh, I'd like to make the vow again that we'll never go down the math road but when very literate emailers email me these things, right. I sometimes fall for them. I'm under the gun, too. Well, I, the great uh, thing about that little segment there and all segments that <laughs> include math is that I get paid to just sit there with my mic off and eat pretzels. Yeah. Dots, aren't they? I saw you. Open the bag. You don't have to say a thing. You just get paid and not say anything. Awesome. Well, <laughs> good job. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, my garage door guy is a Precision Door of the Twin Cities. Is that right? Well, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They're growing. They want to find new members for their team. They're looking for garage door technicians and garage door installers and warehouse Inventory associates, they're offering great salaries, great benefits, great plans. These are good people. They're equal opportunity employer. 
and their employees tend to stay because they appreciate and compensate excellent work. So if you're looking for a new career, start a precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Put them in your telephone cabinet. 612-263-6985. They do everything from garage doors to the openers, the springs, and the rollers. They really do great work, and they keep you informed the whole project via text. You can also find them at precisiondoormn.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a Twin Cities hockey player showing signs of improvement after a traumatic injury on the ice over the weekend. Academy of Holy Angels senior captain Mason Garcia was rushed to the hospital after hitting his head against the boards in a preseason scrimmage Saturday. By yesterday, Mason had been moved out of the intensive care unit. His MRI scans were clear. His coach says he is able to move his hands and feet a bit and that some of his teammates were able to visit him in the hospital. Holy Angels hockey coach Patrick Griswold said when they got there, he had his neck brace off and he was sitting up. He's improving and that's helpful for the boys to see. Griswold added, he's a strong kid. He's got a ton of support. There's no doubt in my mind he'll recover. How in the hell hard did he get hit? Must have been bad. Was it a Jablonski type thing? I don't know. I don't know the details. It sounds like he went head first into the boards. Yeah, the coach said he didn't see it. It was uh, he was talking to somebody about a scrimmage matter and didn't see it and just saw the aftermath so uh, if you'd like more information on how to help family and friends have set up a fundraiser on gofundme and are tracking his recovery on caring bridge star tribune reporting select law enforcement officers in minnesota will soon have a new tool in their arsenal to catch cannabis impaired drivers a saliva-based roadside test As required under the state's new recreational marijuana law, Minnesota is launching a pilot project to gauge if different oral fluid testing tools can accurately detect drug use. The state is expected to roll out two different testing instruments next month that certified drug recognition experts will administer over the next year. Mike Hansen is the director of Minnesota's Office of Traffic Safety. He says these are by far and away the most commonly used units across the country. I would expect that by this time next month, units will be in the field and in use. Law enforcement in some other states where marijuana is legal have used the roadside test to help establish probable cause, similar to a preliminary breathalyzer screening for alcohol. Minnesota officers could do the same in the future, but test results taken during the pilot period may not be used as cause for arrest or evidence in court, according to the law. So you can just refuse. Right. And if you refuse um, a DUI breathalyzer test, then aren't you forced to take a blood test later, like at the house or at the. There is some kind of protocol like that. I don't know. Something like that. I wonder if that same uh, thing is in effect for this. Because you can't drive with weed. You you can't be impaired. You can't be. You can drive with weed. You cannot be in. Yeah, you can't be high. It's like you can have two drinks. You just can't be bleep faced. Huh? And there's no real way to check for the amount of THC in your system, which is why so in the field, which is why so many people are saying, "Wait, before we pass this, we don't know how to." Right? Wasn't that the big sticking point? That was one of many. Yeah. Yeah. He got weed. (laughs) 
No, Minnesota definitely wasn't ready to uh, legalize marijuana. Minnesota but, can't handle dope. But, uh, you know, the right people were in office, so they pushed it through just in case they lose an election, which they won't. <laughs> Am I rambling? I think I'm rambling. Yeah. <laughs> Police in Edina are looking for suspects who robbed a U.S. postal worker at gunpoint on Saturday. Officers went to the 6700 block of West 66th Street about 3.30 in the afternoon after they got a call about an armed robbery. The postal worker was not hurt. Investigators think the postal worker was targeted by a suspect who exited the passenger side of a newer mid-sized dark SUV and showed a gun. Police did not say what, if anything, was taken. The suspect with the gun, described as a black man with dreadlocks in his mid-20s, about 5'9", between 170 and 200 pounds, wearing a black hooded sweatshirt at the time of the incident. Police are asking those who live in the residential area to share any camera footage showing dark SUVs in the area. They're looking to speak to anybody who may have witnessed the robbery. Uh, you are asked to call the Edina Police Department if you have any news about this. Is this the old sitcom premise where you pen a mean, angry letter, you put a stamp on it, you send it away, and then minutes later realize, oh, I made a mistake. And instead of trying to get into the blue box or whatever, you just rob the post, uh, the mail guy. Let's not be messing with the mail people. Yeah, that's a federal offense. Well, what did they steal, John? Did they steal letters and bills and... The the police basically said uh, they don't know, and they're not sure if the man got away with anything. Although you think the police or the postal person would have said something. Not, not to hell? add fuel to the fire, what? but isn't this the time what? of the year where we see a lot of that? Yeah. Because people are trying to steal checks and cash. All <laughs> well, you gifts. get if you stole mine is catalogs. Well, wait a minute. There was a robbery. We, uh, we, don't, we, don't, know. Yeah. we don't know. <laughs> what? what? Is this Edina? <laughs> yeah, Edina police wouldn't. Uh, they had put no the, comment. Put the cake uh, down. Put the cake down. Yeah, that does not. That's <laughs> well. I, I pulled a gun on a postal guy. Bob, Mc, well, it Bob McNaney, the old uh, yeah. Channel Five reporter. Yeah, sure. yeah. not yeah. old, but I mean a former. Yeah. Chef. He used to have uh, reports like a train, uh, a plane being pulled out of this gate did not hit another plane. That's a good thing. Right? <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what's uh, very poetic. <laughs> Okay. Wow. I remember that one night. Uh, this plane almost hit that plane, but it didn't. Well, he was the transportation reporter. Right. He's got to come up just right. with something, right. you know, just for and job I, security. And I just said to myself, well, that's a relief. Thank God. Yeah. What else didn't? That would be a great newscast. Right. What else what didn't, didn't happen what yesterday? Else happen? <laughs> I didn't get to meet Taylor Swift. Right. That didn't happen. I met Brittany now, at the Renaissance tour. <laughs> and now with what didn't happen, here's Kenny Olson. Right. <laughs> Not to make light of what is a horrible situation, but this story proves there's a lot, as you say, Joe, going on out there that I and you and all of us probably know nothing about. Yeah. A 14-year-old girl was sexually assaulted by a man while they were alone at a nudist club in Anoka County, oh, according to a criminal complaint. Okay. 69-year-old Stephen Wickland of Pepin, Wisconsin, was charged in district court last week with third-degree criminal sexual conduct in connection with allegations he assaulted the girl in July while they were nude and alone in the clubhouse of the Oakwood Club west of Stacy, Minnesota. Wickland was charged by summons and is due in court January 12th. The 81-year-old Oakwood Club bills itself as Minnesota's oldest club for non-sexual clothing optional activities. 
Like many other nudist clubs in the United States, Oakwood promotes itself as family-friendly uh, friendly, and welcomes visitors of all ages. Messages were left with club president Darwin Beyer for his reaction to what accordingly uh, allegedly happened. How quick did he Oakwood respond? Property. Uh, well, uh, he, he didn't, as a matter okay, of fact. Got it, got it, <laughs> According to the complaint, a woman contacted a sheriff's detective to report she found texts on her daughter's cell phone from Wickland saying he wanted the team to send him explicit photos, photos of her friends and her. Mother said her daughter admitted touching Wickland sexually while he groped the girl. But we don't need the next part. All right. Yeah, yeah, I already skipped that part. Uh, is anybody on the website or is it just me? I've never Are heard you, of the place, I, and I'm I not going to their website. I didn't look. Stacy, Minnesota. That's that's. What's it called? Oakland. Yeah. Is it against the rules at Oakwood to just throw on a pair of shorts if you're going to ride a bicycle? Because that's about the, playing pickleball. Uh, no, you can do that naked. They oh. actually have scenes of that: volleyball, pickleball. Find yeah, the what ball. What are you doing with your 14-year-old daughter? That's yeah. That well, it's it's family friendly, Joe, and welcome to people of all ages. Oh, was this guy the uncle or something? He was an uh, acquaintance of the family. Okay. Correct. Yes, how. that's that's exactly correct. So there you go. I anyway. bet they don't have a sound structure at home. Would be my guess. Or, I don't know. I don't know. It's never done much for me. Nudity? Why don't we? Move? Yeah, don't, I don't understand why, don't why you'd want to go to a clubhouse and hang around with a bunch of other people. Well, in especially one of the if pictures it's, in one it, of the pictures. Oh, yeah, go. No, I want to hear this. Go ahead. In one of the pictures, there are several uh, <laughs> nude people sitting on the grass watching a fully dressed band play. That's fantastic. Apparently, the band guys are not. Do um, they black out the nude parts? Yeah, no, it's, it's from behind. No. It's from behind. No. That that. I mean, no. Joe, we're doing puzzles, we're playing golf, we're going for walks. Oh, we're in the pool. We're watching a band. Yeah, that lady in the pool. I, I, I you know, yeah, she's... Yeah, they're... they're we're, yeah, we're buff. moving on. Before, we, before uh, we get in trouble. No, that'd be a very are, odd these gig. Are not, se these are not sexual. It's not... No, it's a non-sexual nudist club. Yeah. Right. Which is why yeah. this guy's in trouble. Correct. Right. I mean, even going through, you don't have to fight through a filter to get through this. So it's. Uh, well, but Matthew, I can't tell if that's a guy or a gal on the far on on your right on the uh, bicycle. Right, that's a that's a gal. And okay. uh, show him the bicycle photo. She is a. Uh, <laughs> is she a the one with the schnauzer. Uh, well, a couple I of those ride it for a week or two. A couple of those big guys. Uh, you know, nothing left but the. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see the photo gallery. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I was just going to say, have you guys well, ever done this before? Like, it's what, nudity. Do I, yeah, let's, forget it. Let's move on. Move on. Whoa, a unicycle. John. John. Are you a done or what? Let's play some beanbags. I'm bean not bags. done, no. <laughs> you can play some beanbags, Joe? <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, in, my, in my defense, Joe, I'd like to point how I started that story. Not, not to make light. Well, you so. knew perfectly well you had no shot at that. Well, no, I just thought it was an odd thing that this was in Stacy, Minnesota. None of us had any idea. I didn't know Minnesota made... had a nude uh, country I, club. Same with me, exactly. Yeah. They Big got their own Minnes golf course? Big... That might be a cheap that, course. Know, yeah, cheap course. Look at that little, <laughs> there's a little track. Yeah. A little couple even, of Even you, Joe, huh? Okay. Yeah. Big I'm coming day around. Big day for Minnesota folks trying to come up with a new state flag and emblem. The commission tasked with choosing the five finalists expected to narrow the field down to five after thousands of submissions. Oh, my God. I know this guy. Sent in what by citizens. The hell? There's a local up here. 
Redesign Commission is scheduled to meet virtually for four hours starting at one o'clock today. So their goal is to narrow down options. And uh, one last thing before we break here, you know, uh, the state fair is coming up. Oh, wait, what? They always get uh, anyway, in the news, don't they? Fans of the state fair have a chance today to buy up to 12 tickets at once at a discounted price during a special one-day sale happening today only. You can buy tickets for 13 bucks during the event, and uh, if you're a customer, you're only allowed to buy a dozen per order. Any tickets bought today will be delivered by email or text message. Anyone buying tickets ahead of the start of the fair can also have tickets mailed through the U.S. Postal Service for an additional fee. Pre-fair admission tickets will go on sale again Monday at the pre-fair discount price of 15 bucks each. So today's pre-pre at $13. I'm down on the fair. Ever ticket. since uh, Hammer's replacement said, if you want something in honor of Marjorie Johnson, let's see the do-re-mi. Yeah, that you was know, her, hey, lady. That was her initial response. Yeah. I'm not buying any tickets till you come up with something for Marjorie. Amen. As, uh, as Chris would have liked me to have said about three minutes ago, why don't we take a break here and pass it on over to Rook? Got a great concept for you guys. It's called Sound Story. And what you do is you have a loved one or loved ones sit down for an hour and tell their story. Wouldn't have been great if you could have. I wish I could have asked my grandpa read a whole bunch of stuff. Now, what you can do is record these things and have it forever. The Black Friday discount, the holidays are just around the corner. It's the perfect gift idea for your family, and it's called Sound Story. Yes, I'm one of the interviewers. It's a conversation that includes their experience of some childhood, school, career, meeting that special someone, and all that they have experienced and all that you love about them. With Sound Story, your loved ones, this is saved forever. And since it's Black Friday this week, Sound Story has a special Black Friday discount. 10% off gift cards at mysoundstory.com when you enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT now through Friday. Imagine being able to listen to a podcast interview with your grandparents, your mom, your dad. You get the concept. It's a great deal, and it's brand new. It's a gift you'll never regret giving. Just go to mysoundstory.com, enter promo code FLASHLIGHT, get the Black Friday discount, 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. Remember the name. uh, Promo code FLASHLIGHT at mysoundstory.com. Sound Story for you, for them, forever. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Well, after you've exhausted all the photos on oakwoodclub.com, I would encourage you to uh, slide on over to seafoamworks.com. That's an excellent source on the proper use of all the seafoam products. They also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running or not running small engines. But never mind the engines for a second. I want to talk to you about Transtune. It's a miracle drug for your ride. Turns out we can use Transtune in our vehicles to help the transmission shift as it sh- as it should. We can also use Transtune in the power steering if it's acting the fool, if it's hanging up or being clunky or stiff, the same the same stuff is going to fix both both of those problems in in those components. It's a true miracle. You can learn it all right there on SeafoamWorks.com. Excellent advice from the experts on that site. The Transtune, just like the Deep Creep and the engine treatment, it's available to buy almost anywhere. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. 
In other news, four people injured and transported to a hospital last night after a man walked into a Walmart in Beaver Creek, Ohio, and began shooting. Authorities said the incident happened around 8.35 Eastern time in Beaver Creek, which is located in Greene County, Ohio, not far from Dayton. The shooter died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Three of those injured remain in critical condition today, according to police, while a fourth has non-life-threatening injuries. Home sales fell in October to a fresh 13-year low as high interest rates and home prices continued to pummel the housing market. Home buying affordability sits near its lowest level in decades, pushing a lot of buyers out of the market. Existing home sales for the full year in 2023 are on track to be the lowest since at least 2011, according to economist forecasts. Existing home sales, which make up most of the housing market, decreased 4.1% in October from the prior month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 3.79 million. That's the lowest rate since August of 2010, according to the National Association of Realtors. And it's gonna get Folks, worse. <clears throat> Why, because of interest rates? Yep. Folks expected to hit airports and highways in record numbers over the Thanksgiving break. The busiest days to fly will be today and Wednesday, as well as the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Transportation Security Administration says they expect to screen 2.6 million passengers today, 2.7 million tomorrow. Sunday will draw the largest crowds with an estimated 2.9 million. Meanwhile, AAA forecasts that 55.4 million Americans will travel at least 50 miles from home between next Wednesday and the Sunday after Thanksgiving with roads likely to be the most clogged. Where are they going? Visit Grandma. Everybody's flying the river and through the woods. We're going to be the busiest we've ever been in probably four years. Why? The next two days. Everybody's flying. Nobody. We're back to the uh, pre-COVID numbers. A three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. You routinely have visitors at this, and you're asking why? He's the guy in the... Uh, Nobody this year. Okay. Oh. He, here, this man that sits across from me is, is going to be the guy in the clear line or the TSA pre-check line that is too long and comes and says to me, why are all these people flying today? And I said, <laughs> imagine the inconvenience of them flying on the same day that you want to be there right. and you're standing in and line. That's exactly what I'd say to you. Yes, you I'd would. say, what the hell are these people doing here? <laughs> what are they doing here? Get them out of here. Let's Nobody go. Nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's how, too crowded. How have you not gone insane dealing with people like that? I let stuff roll off. People are... If nuts. you have a bad experience with somebody that's in the pre-check line, you're going to be with them for three seconds. This is what I tell my employees. Just let them go. Let them be miserable and 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 go. Because we're all about Mac. Wants us. I'm still all to be really about unnerved. I'm just still really, really unnerved that you have any role whatsoever in air travel. <laughs> uh, it just it really, wow. really frightens me. Certified wow. GSC. I'm got. Uh, I know. Staff certified is right. Briefed. You know. It's briefed. All. You get. You get uh, updates. You're, you're yeah. a bad judge of character. I wouldn't want anybody else but him. He's the guy I want there. He's he watched does. me. He's watched me work aboard. He's, what are you talking about? He's, <laughs> he's. He loves people. That's fine. He doesn't he know anything about an airplane. People. 
He loves helping. He doesn't drive the GD airplane, dumb yeah. dumb. You know, what if they told him to? <laughs> well, I drove probably the jet do a pretty bridge. Good job. Closed a couple doors. Did you ever drive the jet bridge? <laughs> oh yeah, I was. You have to be certified. Oh my God! Holy mackerel! I'm certi- I, I had to take a course. Friend. Would you shut up for a second? Okay. I'm trying to big up you, <laughs> you, you dumb dumb. Sick of he's, he's fun and friendly <laughs> and willing to kiss anybody's ass, as we've seen over well, the years here true. on GL. Yeah. Very true on that. Anyway, sorry, man. I you know what's ruined football? You know, I had my boss yesterday. <laughs> he played a prank on me, Jack. He put some crushed up candy in my drink. And this is the second time he did well, that's it. That's funny. Uh, he's a prankster. So when I called him out, I pretended to take a sip and I was going to throw up on him. And he got a little nervous. And he said, what do you do that for? I said, I saw what you put in my drink. He said, I haven't been in the office all day. And I said, and damn it, we're going to have to talk about that. But anyway, uh, NFL. I haven't been in the office all day. Yeah, I get it. He's right. my boss. See, uh-huh. uh huh. This Travis Kelsey oh, no. Taylor Swift thing has killed the NFL. I'm trying to watch the game in peace, and all I hear is, "Geez, Dobbs and Mahomes—they were the same number." Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Has the NFL jumped the shark? Do they have a chance now that they have it? What do they have to do on fourth down? Did you? Oh uh, well, they had to punt it. Oh. Did you manage to make it through the Wall Street Journal piece? No. Yeah, it's a tough read. Yeah. I'm telling you, you were- all over the country. Uh, guys, you're saying what I'm saying. This this has killed football. This has just killed. There it. are many fans fed up with the, yeah. the storyline. Yes. The true fans are, uh, but this is what the NFL. You know, it's the same I'm thing. I'm back has. to thinking it's all prearranged. I'm back to thinking this is a bit. I, th- I, I too I th- carefully. I think if it was, the NFL wouldn't go all in the way they have. I don't think it's a bit. I think it's a bit. I think that uh, they'll part ways the minute the Super Bowl's done. Did you, you think uh, so? Did you, did you see the video of her coming off stage and giving him a smooch? I that did, John. Look, uh, that's that's real love. That's Even real if I love. didn't see it, John, it would have been showed to me. It, it didn't look pre, pre-planned. Or should, we should maybe have some sort of wager about this, uh, them going their separate ways after the Super Bowl. Hell, I'll even give you until April of next year. Okay, but who I, will last longer? Meghan Markle and Harry or Kelsey and Taylor? Oh, Meghan Markle and uh, Harry. Oh, well, now that wasn't the bet. That's, oh, I I'm say not, they're done, too. I say he's back wearing the funny no, outfit No, you can't years. do one of these bets. This is Travis, this is Kelsey and Taylor and the Super Bowl. Are you going to give them until April of 2024 or 25? Uh, 2400 bucks. All right, you're on. All right. Yep. In a couple of uh, music wow. uh, stories, the Rolling Stones have announced they're going to do a 16-city tour starting April 28th in Houston. You know, every their... every concert that they do, it should be not higher prices. It should be lower prices because no. you're not getting the full stones. You're getting the 75-year-old stones. Uh, I wonder if they're coming here. They are not. Oh, how the close do they they're... get? Chicago, when I looked at the list, it looked like Chicago would be your best bet. Outside? Uh, it's at Soldier Field, actually. That's outside. Yep. Okay. The yeah. stadium, stadium tour sponsored by <laughs> AARP. Wow. <laughs> John, you made I that not. up. That's I did from not. the Babylon Are B. you kidding nope. me? And Prune Sweet. Let's go with the B. 
<laughs> and Metamucil. Right. right. <laughs> include Las Vegas, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and L.A. The band and Minnesota short... Masonic Elder Care Center. I want to hear their playing. Oh. The band will make a short detour May 2nd when they play the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Uh, the Stones right now basking a bit uh, in the studio revival with Hackney Diamonds, their first new album since 2005. The album debuted at number one on the UK Albums Chart, number three on the Billboard 200 Album Chart, making them the first act with a top 10 album every decade since the 1960s. Holy mackerel. It's a pretty neat stat. That is something. They're going out again. Yep. And like many of us older folks, Mark Knopfler is deciding to downsize, and there's some stuff here a lot of guitar players are interested in. The former leader of Dire Straits is selling over 120 guitars and amps. Among them, a 59 Gibson Les Paul. That should bring in three hundred dollars to $600,000. Uh, 58 Gibson ES-335 Blonde, only about 50 were made. That should bring in about hundred grand. And then uh, some lesser guitars. Most will bring in oh, between five dollars and $10,000. A prototype of his Stratocaster from Fender, a 1988 Pensa Sewer that he used in the 1980s a lot. That and many more. And 25% of the proceeds he is uh, sending to three charities that Knopfler's been involved with for a long time. The Brave Hearts of the Northeast, Tusk Trust Limited, and the British Red Cross Society. The Christie's will run this auction January 31st of 2024. John, it would be my suspicion if a guy like that sells 120 guitars, he still has 300 guitars. Yeah, I, I'm sure he has a lot. I, I mean, I Jimmy Page isn't going to auction off his favorite stuff, and neither is Knopfler. Well, if he's got a Les that, well, Paul he, worth three hundred grand, he must have three other Les Pauls that he likes. He has reissue Les Pauls, which he used for a long time. Then in the nineties, when he had the money, he yeah. bought this one, oh. which then was probably only worth you know fifty grand. But uh, so he'll make money. And he just in the statement he just said he they sit in cases. He yeah. doesn't have time for yeah. them. What's the point of having he's them? Worth about and you're, I think. Hmm. I think you're right because, uh, for instance, when Walter Becker's estate sold his stuff, he had a whole warehouse full of guitars, amps, and effects. Yeah. So over over 600 guitars. So, huh. yeah, all the, all those guys have huge collections. His so. mother was English mother, uh, and he was a, had a Hungarian Jewish father, Erwin. His mother was a teacher, and his father was an architect and chess player who left his native Hungary in '39 to flee the Nazis. Knopfler later described his father as a Marxist. Agnostic. Oh. Wow. Kind of like today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he is. Right. I didn't realize he's 74, so uh, I was thinking he'd be younger, but yeah. I guess not. Thanks, John. Yep, you betcha. I think uh, I think we're going to hear from Rook at this moment, aren't we? You are. You're going to uh, you're going to warm up to the Welter family for the last 100 plus years. The Welter family has been making your home nice and cozy. Thanksgiving, you know, you want to make sure everything's up and running. Uh, if you've had problems, it's almost too late. I don't know what their schedule is, but you might have to wait until after Thanksgiving. I'll give you their phone number in a minute. But if you want to keep that home nice and toasty warm, they can do it. They have certified techs ready for you. They want your home to be nice and comfortable when you have all of your family over for Thanksgiving. So pick up the telephone and dial 612 825-6867. And I speak for the whole Welter family, wishing you a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, hanging out with family. They've got four generations in this business, and they're not done yet. So go with somebody tried and true to help out with your heating needs, cooling needs, or air purification needs. And if you want to learn more, go online 
to welterheating.com. Happy Thanksgiving to your family from the Welter family, welterheating.com. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. Contributor Jordy thinks we might have reached a new level of insanity as the country continues to crumble. Not just the church, not just the school in Wellesley, and not just uh, the city of Minneapolis. City of Minneapolis. President Joe Biden's border chief. That would be Mayorkas, Mayorkas, is now ordering border guards not to presume correct sex and corresponding pronouns for illegal immigrants. Oh, my God. Uh, We just obtained Custom and Border Patrol Agency documents directing personnel to only use woke language when encountering individuals invading the U.S., a tweet from the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation reads, The order from the border chief Alejandro Mayorkas directs border guards to ignore the biological distinction between two complementary sexes. Instead, officers must submit to the political claim that each person's gender is more important than their biological sex and so must allow people to sneak across the male-female border under the disguise of transgender pronouns. The instructions say, Mm -hmm. if a longer dialogue with a migrant is occurring, it may be appropriate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to ask the individual their preferred pronoun. For example, state, I would like to be respectful. What name and pronoun would you like me to use when addressing you? Avoid asking what is your sex. Do not use he, him, she, or her pronouns until you have more information about or provided by the individual. Let me see if I got this straight. Check this out. (laughs) You're coming into the country illegally. Yep. Breaking a variety of laws that at least used to exist. Don't worry about that. But... What we want to do is make sure we're placing the illegal entrant into the country Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in as most comfort as possible by making sure we get their pronouns correct. Mm -hmm. We're not a serious country. No. This is not a serious country. This is a country toying with whimsy at all corners. What will it take for us to become a serious country again? It'll have to be... No, no, I'm serious. On all fronts, a serious country, because you can find this attitude and this nonsense in every portion of life. What will it take without laws and politics to get this country to be serious once again? Okay, you might laugh, but I would say among my answers, and I have a few, would be the the mass sighting s i g h t i n g of an extraterrestrial spacecraft hovering over the united states you mean hovering but i don't hovering. disagree with hovering. that hovering um and that i think that's better than what i had in mind which is global warfare n- nuclear warfare yes. cities <laughs> being eliminated yep. half the country gone i don't even think that would do it anymore kenny I think it would take a uh, some That's sort grim. of existential threat to, uh, well, maybe war would do it because you could die, but uh, 
I don't know how you turn around this moron like Mayorkas. I mean, scared well, the hell needs, out of him. Uh, if I was his boss, he wouldn't have lasted till the end of the day. Well, uh, I would his boss. Go down to his office and pack it up. Get a, give me your card. Give me your pass card. You're lot, out of here. A lot of people will make that call next November. No, that won't help, Chris. That won't change it things. Won't, you won't. can put anybody in office. Nothing is going to stop this. My question is, what event will have to occur for uh, us to regain our sanity and our sobriety? I'm going with the mass visit by extraterrestrial beings. Yeah. As absurd as that is, I think you're and absolutely absurd, right. Something has to, we have to take people by the collar and they have to be shaken into, into, uh, submission. In, into, uh, into uh, what? Quietude. Well, I, see, see, I don't, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to force this. I just want it to happen. And I think you're right. Either half of the country dis disappearing due to warfare or, a spaceship the size of the entire Midwest <laughs> hanging over your head, that will be the only thing that will get Americans and the rest of the world to forget all about this BS. Because it sure is ruining things. Yeah, and it's not going to get any better. It's no. only going to get worse. And well, don't and, think it won't. And don't forget that the failed academy is at the root of this. Majorcus didn't come up with this pronoun BS on his own. That flows from the failed academy. We're in Wellesley, Massachusetts. We cannot celebrate the United States of America, for that might be seen as political. No matter what your job is in the government, first and foremost, you must promote equity and in inclusion. That's your true job. No it's matter what your only job. Yeah, no matter what your title says or what you're responsible for. And I bet Minnesota government excels at that at the expense of getting anything else right. Oh, absolutely. They keep absolutely. screwing up everything, uh, food fraud programs and education programs and health and human services yep, programs. Yep, yep. But you can bet everybody on board's got, got Cracker Jack grades and DEI. Uh, they screw everything up all the while patting themselves on the back for the amazing job they're doing. What's the one we had the other day where the uh, the government employee said basically said, well, thanks for pointing that out. We really take that seriously. Oh, yeah. We'll well, look at that? it. What that the was, hell was uh, that one? That was in your city. Yeah. What the hell was that? Oh, shoot. Well, that's the problem. They happen every day, and they're so often that it's hard to keep track of them. Instead of feeling shame, it was, oh, thank you. There is no shame. No. There's no embarrassment. There's no nothing. You don't go to the box. You don't even feel shame for nope. two minutes. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. That's that's truly amazing. And then you see where Biden has uh, used war powers to make heat pumps. For uh, Biden, Biden invoked a Cold War era law in surprising move last weekend to pour taxpayer funds into domestic manufacturing of electric heat pumps because apparently they're an alternative to gas-powered residential furnaces. The only, the only so thing someone I, pulling his strings has really got the green agenda up his uh, craw. I searched every angle I possibly could on this, uh, including... How much a heat pump costs? It's anywhere from three to ten thousand dollars. Is there a shortage of heat pumps? Evidently, I can't see anybody admitting that there's a shortage, but they say some of the components 
uh, the HVAC components within the heat pump are hard to find. In a joint uh, announcement with the White House, the Department of Energy, which has never produced any energy, said the federal government would award a historic $169 million for nine projects across 15 states, sites nationwide in an effort to accelerate heat pump manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm not entirely clear what a heat pump is. It draws heat out of the air, the atmosphere, or the ground, converts that into energy for your forced air homes, um, conveys that to your blower motor, and then spreads it throughout the house. So it takes the place of my furnace? Okay. No. Um, from what I understand, it's really good in cold temperatures. And, and this isn't me talking. This is what I've been told to about 20 above when you're better off running your furnace. But, of course, there's going to be emails regarding that statement. But that's what I've been told. Well, Rook's here to clear it up. Rook, what did Kenny Your people, we should pump? call your people, well, not right now, off air when you're alone, and ask them about this. I'm never here. alone. I'm never alone. Here. Here. Use my phone. No. Yeah, give me your phone. Take, no. You take the Rick. heat pump story. Take the heat pump story and say, hey, Welter, what the hell is this? What is this thing? You got any heat pumps? Is this what? extra? The really interesting part of this story is the Defense Production Act, mm-hmm. which um, evidently turned into law in the 50s, but it was used as far back as World War One. They tweaked it after World War One. <laughs> well, this aspect of it was a Cold War era right. Defense Production Act. Correct. And from what I've learned about the Defense Production Act, almost all of our presidents have used it for one reason or the other, good or ill. So this isn't the first time a president has used it. Both Trump uh, and Biden have both used it for different aspects of COVID. Mueller Memorial is a family-owned mortuary, and it has been serving families for more than 75 years I uh, I know the current generation. Well, I've known the previous generations. I've known them all my life. The current generation is Scott Mueller, great guy. And they have a different way of approaching these times in your life that you're going to go into thinking this is the most anxiety-ridden and stressful time I've ever had in my life. And then you turn yourself over to Scott and... Uh, things aren't nearly as bad as you think they are. I mean, you've lost a loved one, right. but suddenly what you're finding is you're celebrating the law. You're celebrating the loved one. You're celebrating a life well-lived, and they continue to support you through the funeral. They navigate uh, everything you need to know. They're professionals. They've been doing it a long time, and they make the process very, very smooth for us GLers, right? Very smooth. They, uh, they've taken care of my family, and they'll continue to. And uh, I, have, uh, I have the utmost faith that they'll do it uh, correctly. It's Mueller uh, Memorial. They'll even set up a bar. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. Maybe, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe Dad was a saxophone player. You know, they'll have a band. I don't right. know. You can do whatever you want. Let Mueller help you take care of these difficult details. MuellerMemorial.com. Oh. Did you lose your mouse? No, I, I... Did I tell you about my trip to Aldi? Yep. I love Aldi. Pineapple salsa. This guy wears many hats. 
just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You got your pineapple salsa right here. Right. Say, only because they come to us <laughs> all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Limans. On this day. Today is November 21st. 1849. Mm-hmm. The St. Anthony Library Association was formed. A subscription library. It allowed dues-paying members to... Borrow books and is a precursor to the free public library, which which would be be authorized by an 1879 law permitting tax levies to support libraries. On this day... Uh, 1121. In 1902, the steamer steamer Bannockburn and its 20-member crew were seen for the last time as they set forth from Duluth... Later disappearing somewhere on Lake Superior. Ooh. Haunted Lake Superior. I looked this up. It's considered the ghost ship of oh Lake boy. Superior. Oh, dun, boy. On uh, this day. Oh, November 21st. In 1924. Let's stay with shipping, shall we? We shall. The ship steamer it. Merton E. Farr struck and heavily damaged the Duluth Superior Bridge. Because mm. I don't know if you know this or not, but at this time of year, you can get some gales up on that big lake. Oh, so, get you gumi? So there you lost the uh, you lost the Bannockburn, and then the Merton E. Farr struck the bridge. And what year? 1924 for the uh, Merton mm. E. Farr. 1902 for Bannockburn. Mm. How old is, something? Uh, well, I was going to add one thing, but I'm curious. How old is the current lift bridge? Probably not. Uh, it's probably more recent than 1924. Well, I'm guessing so. That's I why have I have no idea. Okay, sorry about that. I don't live in Duluth. You don't? No. That's where the salt water is. I've been there many times. I've been there many times. Where you can smell Did the you have salt. something else you were... On this day, I saw this photo surface earlier today. There's a color photo of the Kennedys arriving in Texas 60 years ago today. That's right. So did they arrive in Texas on the 21st? Correct. And then the uh, the parade was the 22nd? The following day. So they must have gone over to uh, Conley's house, had a cocktail and some steak dinner for tonight, and then they got up in the morning, and that was it. I know Kenny has. Have you been to the site? I have, yeah. I stood in the middle of the Man, Dealey Plaza. It's haunting, isn't it? Not really. Really? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of time has passed. Still, sight of the assassin. We reenacted it at about two in the morning after shutting down a bar. We were ass faced and uh, put on a whole big show there for the homeless. You be the CIA. We had a homeless guy up in the fence and a couple of guys under a manhole. So you had somebody to shoot you from the front. I played Zapruder. Yeah. Holy ass. Whole big production. Oh, a lot I of bathroom breaks. Watch that was on video. A lot man. Of bathroom <laughs> breaks. You could probably make the argument that that had something to do with the start of the mystery. I know for a fact that some two-bit twenty-nine dollar mail order rifle didn't do it. I'm not biting. You can try all you want, Jerry. You've been trying for five minutes. Not a chance in hell he pulled it off with that thing. What I can't get past, and I wasn't alive then, but. To me, Kennedy and his whole family seemed super corrupt and evil, and he was just loved. Hello? (laughs) 
Lou. I can't respond to that, Kenny. <laughs> Because I, I agree with you. Well, I've read. Well, his I've dad read, was not. Yeah. Uh, his dad he's a bad a guy. Well, guy. His dad probably bought him the president. Uh, not yeah. bought, but I mean, no, helped to make without sure a he doubt. got in. Without. And then Bobby, they just turned around and went after the people that got him elected. Well, he would have bought Joe the presidency, and then Joe died in the war. Yeah. And then he turned his attention to Jack, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was a notorious bootlegger, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah he was, was as dirty as a $3 bill. And, uh, you but, know, Edward had problems. I've been to that bridge in yeah, bad uh, driver's vineyard. Yeah. You got to roll down the window and close one eye. You'll be just fine. Trust me. Yep. Well, I'm going to do this before we get into that's real That's one train. way to look at it. <laughs> it's a narrow bridge, though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe slow down. The photo, though, of these two—that Jackie O was a looker in her day, man. Uh, I never was a. I never was a really? Jackie. Uh, he's too skinny. Okay. Mary Jo Kopechny. <laughs> She's yeah, bony. What was the bridge, though, in uh, Martha's oh. Vineyard. Uh, the Chappaquiddick uh, Bridge. Mackinac. The old. It wasn't Mackinac. Can't drive on it. <laughs> and to think that the the country bought that BS story. Don't start. About what, a single morning. shooter? This about a and single more shooter. coming no, up I'm on tomorrow's the episode. Story now, John. Oh, the Ted yeah. story. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Oh, one. hey, 50% off for all of you Garage Logic fans for merchandise really? at the online shop. Through I mean, Sunday? That's right. 15% off, seriously. GarageLogic.com. Black Friday. I need some stuff. Well, then go online and get all some. Right. It is time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is here with us once again in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will get him for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely no obligation and josh is on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy josh holiday shopping and now you can go bargain shopping right now bargains bargains chris huge number of retailers reported their day bargains promotional activity is going to be high 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 for this holiday season the bad boy i say the bad boy old friend who unfortunately passed away many years ago david johnson used to call best buy the bad boy bby well the bad boy reported their their numbers miss 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 cut their guidance said uh, however that this could be the bottom of the cycle increasing promotional activity going forward into the holiday season the best part of best buys came from their membership deal is is good i am a best buy member I'm also a Prime member and an Apple Plus member. We've got a lot of memberships, really significant dividends. But Best Buy stock, you know, continues to fall off for the year. At some next few months, Best Buy as a stock, but today, not so much. Lowe's, they indicated that do-it-yourselfers have slacked off the do-it-yourself craze. So that has hurt their business. Promotional activity increases right there. Burlington stores, 
not so good. Ross stores, okay. Dick's Sporting Goods, however, big turnaround, less shrinkage. That's theft. For all you non-retailers, shrinkage equals theft, less theft at Dick's Sporting Goods, more sales, but still plenty of promotional activities. Dick's has also changed some of their store formats. And if you want to be a lot of fun messages, but most of the box retailers are reporting slower sales and concerns with consumers, except among the big discounters, such as Ross or TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx also owns a there's always some type of promotional that I've stuck with has been Amazon, but Amazon is more than a retailer, and yet they still have plenty of promotions. I might go along and say with uh, Warren Buffett that retailers are tough to invest in, and if anything, just stick with trade. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you again very soon. See you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.